European Heart Journal Case Reports 2020. I'm Sophia Katak, podcast editor. Today I'll be talking about a case report by Frederick Kyle, Rasmus Rasmussen, Jasper Lindartsen, Morten Smerup and Emil Fosbold from University Hospital of Copenhagen titled Rheumatoid Arthritis Mimicking Infective Endocarditis with Severe Aortic Regurgitation and Aortic Root Abscess, a case report. Infective endocarditis is associated with a high morbidity and mortality and diagnosing may be difficult especially with negative blood cultures. Non-bacterial infective endocarditis is a rare condition characterized by deposition of sterile platelet thrombi on the heart valve leaflets. In about 80% of occurrences it is caused by malignancy and often found as an autopsy finding in advanced cancers. Very rarely it can be observed by inflammatory conditions such as systemic lupus erythematosus or SLE, antiphospholipid syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis and sepsis. A 46-year-old patient with a past medical history of seropositive rheumatoid arthritis was admitted to hospital with a complete heart block from his routine appointment for infliximab infusion. He was otherwise fit and well with no previous extra-articular manifestations. Previously, he had been trialled on steroid therapy with prednisolone 10mg daily for 2 years, then weaned to 7.5mg daily for 5 months, followed by 5mg daily for 5 months. He had been established on infliximab for a year for better disease control. During his planned visit, he was incidentally found to have bradycardia with heart rate of 41 beats per minute. A 12-lead ECG was performed which confirmed a third-degree AV block. On further history, he admitted to mild dyspnea on walking the stairs, giving him an NYHA score of 2. On examination, his blood pressure was 114 by 48 millimeters of mercury. He was apyrexial and had a BMI of 26.7. His chest was clear on auscultation and there were no peripheral signs of fluid overload. He had a loud diastolic murmur audible over the second intercostal space on both sides of the sternum. The patient had a temporary pacemaker inserted in the right ventricle via the right internal jugular vein. The lead was fixed in the RV apex using an active fixation screw. Transthoracic echocardiography showed a dilated left ventricle with an end diastolic diameter of 6.3 cm, but with a preserved ejection fraction of 55%. Furthermore, he was also found to have severe aortic regurgitation. Blood tests revealed mildly raised inflammatory markers with CRP of 31, normal being less than 12, white cell count of 11.6, normal being between 3.5 and 8.8, and a normal renal creatinine of 76. A total of 18 blood culture tests were performed. Transesophageal echocardiogram also confirmed central aortic regurgitation. The aortic valve was trileaflet and appeared thickened. Hyperechogenic and heterogeneous masses were observed in the interventricular septum, suspicious of solid aortic root abscess. No other significant valvular dysfunction was noted in the other valves. Based on these findings, the patient was suspected of having infective endocarditis with an annular abscess. He was started on empiric antibiotic therapy with vancomycin 1 gram twice daily, meropenem 2 grams three times a day, and gentamicin 240mg once daily and was transferred to a tertiary centre for surgical assessment. He had a coronary angiogram performed to rule out coronary artery disease. The patient underwent aortic valve and root replacement with a biological composite graft the following day. There were no signs of inflammation in the pericardial tissue or around the aortic root. The pericardial cavity did not contain any fluid either. At the bottom of both the left and right coronary sinuses, 6 to 8 millimeters openings were found, which led to a large underlying cavities measuring 2 by 2 by 3 millimeters, which extended into the interventricular septum, 
and the LV free wall. Visually, these cavities did not appear to be infected. The non-conary cusp base was substantially thickened and consisted of material undergoing degradation and with destruction of periannular tissues. The tissues were considered too friable to allow for standard suturing of a rigid aortic mechanical composite root and thus a flexible metronic freestyle porcine bio-root was implanted. The patient made a good recovery and was extubated and discharged to a low dependency unit a day after surgery. Unfortunately thereafter his recovery was complicated by pleural and pericardial effusions for which he underwent inpatient thoracocentesis as well as pericardiocentesis. He was treated with colchicine and also with IV antibiotics which were continued until six weeks post-surgery. The temporary pacing system was replaced by a permanent pacemaker. A repeat transesophageal echo showed a well-functioning aortic prosthetic valve and mildly impaired LV function with ejection fraction of 50%. Histological findings of the excised tissue showed suppurative and granulomatous inflammation, including sporadic necrosis and hyaline fibrosis compatible with rheumatoid nodule. Blood cultures remained negative for any fungal or bacterial infections. Furthermore, tests such as Coxiella burnetti, Bartonella, Legionella pneumophila, Mycoplasma pneumonia, Aspergillus, PCR for Mycobacterium tuberculosis and a broad infective endocarditis PCR panel analysis were all negative. Patient was followed up for a week and then eight months post-discharge. He remained well and had no signs of infection. His dyspnea had improved and he only had mild symptoms. Repeat transesophageal echo showed LV function of 45% and a small central aortic regurgitation. He had gone back to working as a carpenter and physical activities such as cycling. Rheumatoid arthritis is the commonest systemic autoimmune disorder characterized by chronic inflammation of synovial structures that lead to progressive joint destruction and disability. There is a recognized increased risk of ischemic heart disease and cerebrovascular disease by 59 and 52% in patients compared to general population. It is thought to be caused by rheumatoid arthritis disease activity and medications such as disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs, in addition to other individual risk factors such as hypertension, diabetes, hypercholesterolemia, and smoking. The non-bacterial thrombotic endocarditis vegetation is thought to be made of degenerating platelets interwoven within strands of fibrin, immune complexes, and mononuclear cells. They have an increased risk of detaching and causing extensive infarction. Although pathogenesis is unknown, it is thought to occur from endothelial injury from hypercoagulable state in rheumatoid arthritis. Fortunately, the patient in this case report did not suffer from any embolic complications, as patients with rheumatoid arthritis have an increased risk of thromboembolism by 1.5 to 6-fold. The clinical history of infective endocarditis is highly variable depending on the causative organism, the presence or absence of pre-existing cardiac disease, and the mode of presentation. According to the 2015 ESC guidelines, clinical suspicion of infective endocarditis can be confirmed using the modified Dukes criteria. Diagnosis can be done by clinical or pathological criteria. Typical microorganisms consistent with infective endocarditis are Viridian streptococci, Streptococcus gallolyticus, Hazic group, Staphylococcus aureus, or community-acquired Enterococci. To diagnose infective endocarditis, patients must have either two major, one major and three minor, or five minor clinical criteria. There are two major clinical criteria. Criteria 1 is blood culture positive for infective endocarditis. 
typical microorganisms must be obtained from two separate blood cultures, with the exception of Coxiella bonetti, in which case one positive sample would meet one major criteria. Criteria 2 is imaging positive for infective endocarditis. This could be echocardiography showing vegetation, abscess, pseudoaneurysm, fistula or partial dehiscence of a prosthetic valve. It could also be paravalvular lesions detected on cardiac CT or PET-CT. In this case, the patient met one major criteria of detection of valve abscess on transesophageal echo. Minor criteria include predisposing heart condition or being intravenous drug user, pyrexia with temperature greater than 38 degrees Celsius, vascular phenomena, immunological phenomena, and microbiological evidence with positive blood culture that does not meet a major criteria. The patient met none of the minor criteria according to the modified Duke's criteria. Although infective endocarditis was proven in this patient, Duke's criteria can misclassify patients with blood culture negative infective endocarditis. This shows limitations on using this criteria in non-bacterial infective endocarditis and must be taken into account when making diagnosis. Endocarditis team is crucial in management of infective endocarditis. The MDT approach has been shown to significantly reduce the one-year mortality. The patient in this case report was transferred to a tertiary centre under the care of the infective endocarditis MDT team. Currently, rheumatoid arthritis patients are not routinely screened for cardiac involvement and it is unknown whether there is any evidence of clinical benefit in using resources given the rarity of its manifestation. Aortic valve endocarditis with periannular abscess formation is a life-threatening condition which under normal conditions necessitates surgery within 40 to 72 hours according to the American Association for Thoracic Surgery Guidelines. The author suggests the following learning points. Acute aortic regurgitation with involvement of the root, third degree AV block and signs of infection are all findings indicative of infective endocarditis but other diagnoses should be considered when patients have no registered growth in the blood cultures. Rheumatoid arthritis may rarely resemble a case of infective endocarditis with no growth registered in the blood cultures. Rheumatoid nodule may cause severe aortic regurgitation with annular pseudoaneurysm. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us and thank you for listening to European Heart Journal case reports podcasts. References and original case reports are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.